So 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 16 to 23. Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge, and so not make use of my rights in preaching it. Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews I become like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I become like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I, be I become weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Our reading is from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 29 and up to verse 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the house of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed, the whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Good morning. Let's pray as we begin. Heavenly Father, on this cold morning, we pray that you would, you'd be with us, Lord, and that you'd meet with us, and that you would warm our hearts, Lord, through your gospel, through the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray that he would be our hope and our joy and our delight um, and our, our power in our lives, Lord. We pray that you'd be at work in us through your Spirit. And we pray this for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So we're going through a, a series um, looking at the Church of England collects, and the collect for today um, is essentially a prayer for a new heart, a prayer that, that God would transform our hearts. Um, and of course, this is a very biblical prayer. The Bible is full of such prayers. Um, the collect says, Heavenly Father, give your people grace so to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that our hearts may be surely fixed where true joys are to be found. This cry for a new heart is, is echoed and is found throughout the Psalms. For example, David prays in Psalm 51, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Again, David prays a similar prayer in Psalm 86, a cry for a, a new heart. And he cries, Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. What a beautiful prayer that, that, that God would give us an undivided heart to fear his name, to love him, that he would be our highest ambition that our, our one concern would be to obey him and to love him and to follow him and our greatest hope would be to, to be like him and, um, and to know him in his glory. This is David's prayer. And it's also the, the hope of the, the Old Testament looks to a day when God will do a, a great work, a, a widespread work, renewing people's hearts. This is what Jeremiah says in chapter 32. He brings this beautiful promise of God's, saying, they will be my people and I will be their God. I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me. The collect is a prayer for a new heart, a prayer for a heart that is centered on God. And it's a very biblical prayer. Secondly, why is this prayer necessary? Why do we need to pray for a new heart? Why do we need to pray that, that the Lord would transform our hearts? Um, quite simply, because our hearts are not what they should be. The Collect says that our hearts are sinful and unruly. By nature, by very nature, we do not have a heart that is undivided to fear God's name. In fact, by nature, we have a heart that is quite the opposite. C.S. Lewis, the famous author, once wrote when he started to, to have a look at what he had inside his own heart, he wrote the following words. There I found what appalled me, a zoo of lusts, a bedlam of ambitions, a nursery of fears, a harem of fondled hatreds. My name was Legion. As we look into our own hearts, what do we see? The Lord Jesus Christ tells us how our hearts should beat. They should beat, as we read, um, 
Jesus says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and with all our strength. But earlier on in Mark's gospel, Jesus talks of our own sinful hearts and he says this, from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside a man and make him unclean. It's the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ that our hearts are like polluted fountains. By nature, we have hearts that bubble up with evil and the very opposite of a heart that is undivided in fearing God's name. So this is why, this is why the prayer, the collect, is, so, is such an urgent prayer and such a necessary prayer because we do not have hearts um, that are undivided in fearing God's name because our hearts are sinful and unruly. But lastly, the collect is a Christ-centered prayer. It is a gospel prayer. We pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. The collect is a gospel prayer, and it's fitting because it's, the, it's through the gospel that, that God changes our hearts. It's through the gospel that God works in our hearts and brings us to a new and living faith in Jesus Christ and transforms us. It's through the gospel. The gospel crushes us in, and makes us despair of ourselves, but it remakes us and transforms us to a faith, a faith in, in the Son of God who loves us and gave himself for us. It, the gospel crushes us and tells us we are so sinful and so hopeless in ourselves that the very Son of God had to come down, had to be born of the Virgin, had to, had to be crucified for us. But the gospel remakes us because it tells us, yes, we are hopeless in ourselves, but we have a wonderful new hope because Jesus Christ himself loved us and willingly came down, willingly came down and gave himself for us, humbled himself for us in love. The gospel remakes us in hope and in faith in the Son of God. And that very faith purifies purifies day by day the fountain of our hearts. It turns that polluted fountain with a new living principle of faith in Jesus Christ. It's purified. Um, and as, as the Lord Jesus says in John chapter 8, he who believes in me, he who believes in me, streams of living water will flow from within him. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, whoever believes in me streams of living water will flow from within him. This is why the gospel is so important that we hold it before us each day. Um, and that's the, that's the message of the two, two readings we had from the New Testament today. Um, in the, the gospel is centrally important because it changes our hearts and it's God's way of saving us. So in the, in the reading from the, the gospel of Mark, we have this wonderful incident where the the Lord Jesus is at Peter's house and his mother-in-law is sick and it's a terrible thing when somebody we love is sick and we are powerless to help. 
the Lord Jesus Christ shows his love and his great power when he's just taking her hand, he lifts her out of it. And naturally, as people hear about it, many others come to be healed and Jesus heals them that evening. But perhaps the most amazing part of the story is later on, Jesus goes out to pray, to spend time with his father, and the disciples come and say, here's your opportunity for celebrity, what are you doing? And Jesus says, no, that's not what I'm here for. Jesus says, let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Jesus says, it's more important that I preach the gospel, that I call people to, to, to leave their lives and come and follow me and to, to have faith in me. Jesus says, that's why I have come. It's through the gospel that God remakes our hearts in a living faith in Jesus Christ. And lastly, we also see this centrality of the gospel in 1 Corinthians 9, where Paul says, the, job I've, the very job I've been given by the risen Lord is to preach the gospel. That's what he sent me to do. Paul writes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. But even more, the gospel is so precious to Paul that he is determined not just to preach it, but to preach it in sacrificial love, foregoing, um, foregoing the financial support, which he is entitled to from them, and later in the chapter, foregoing also and, and adapting his lifestyle to his hearers um, in sacrificial love because he wants them to hear the gospel because that's the way that God saves people. That's the way he changes our hearts, restores us to a living faith in Jesus Christ. And that is the heart that Lord, the Lord God seeks from us today. The Lord God delights in a heart um, that fears his name and that hopes in his unfailing love. So to finish, the collect is a prayer that God would transform our hearts. Um, it's a needful prayer because our hearts by nature are sinful and unruly and it's a gospel prayer for the Lord transforms our hearts by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us carry the gospel before us at all times in the difficulties of our lives and let us pray that the Lord through it would renew our hearts and strengthen us in faith in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord God, please help us this day to trust in your Son, Jesus Christ. Work in us by your Spirit, we pray, that Christ might be our all in all, our joy, our Savior, our forgiveness, our Lord, our hope, and our song. While living in this world that is broken in so many ways, we pray, Father, that your gospel would be ever before us and that our hearts might be truly fixed on your Son, Jesus Christ as we wait for him to come in glory. In his holy name we pray. Amen.